Hey, this is David Kid Cash, and you're listening to Chair Shots to the Cranium podcast. And you're a dumbass if you don't. Welcome back to another episode of Cheers Shots to the Cranium. I'm Stephen Goforth. Before I get into my cranium correspondence, the things that are bouncing around in my cranium today, I want to remind you to go follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. It's Cheer, the number two cranium, Cheer 2 Cranium on Instagram, Facebook, and on Twitter. You can also go to our website. It's CheerShotsToTheCranium.com. Again, CheerShotsToTheCranium.com. Dot com to find all of your latest wrestling news, links, you name it. You can find it there. And also subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, SoundCloud, and on YouTube. So several platforms. No excuses to miss any episode of Cheer Shots to the Cranium. Please go subscribe and also make sure you get the alerts when a new episode drops. And also giving us that five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening on is tremendously appreciated because the more ratings we can get, the more exposure we can get. And I cannot thank you enough for that. So please go give us a five-star rating. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. And remember, I am a fan just like you. So I want to talk to you. I want to hear from you. I want to hear your opinions. I want to hear your feedback. Let me hear from you. You can always tweet me again, Cheer2Cranium on Twitter. And then also on any other platform, feel free to DM me. I want to hear from you. Let's talk about wrestling. That's what I do, why I do what I do, because I want to entertain you guys. I enjoy sitting here in front of this microphone talking about professional wrestling. But let's interact with one another. And let's talk about this thing we love in professional wrestling. All right, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's head right into the Cranium Correspondence, because I have a lot of things I need to swing my chair at this week. The first topic I want to talk about is the extremely exciting Wednesday Night Wars. As you know, the last few weeks, NXT has narrowed the uh, viewer gap between themselves and AEW. They actually have won two weeks in the ratings here recently. This past week, AEW narrowly defeated NXT in the ratings war, and they went up eight weeks to two weeks, eight victories uh, for NXT, I'm sorry, for AEW, and two for NXT, 10 head-to-head battles thus far. It's hard to believe we are 10 weeks into this Wednesday Night War, but we are, and it has been exciting. I've really enjoyed it, and uh, I'm really hoping that uh, we see a battle from here on out. Uh, I think that NXT has really turned a corner here in the last few weeks and coming out with an extremely entertaining product, leaving you hanging for the next week and having a lot of surprises. I'm going to jump into that a little bit more later in the show about my opinions of the AEW storylines. But again, it's a very tight race right now between AEW and NXT. I'm again, very excited to have two devices running at the same time. I've got one on my TV, one on my iPad. And uh, man, I cannot be more excited. I'm sure you feel the same way that we just have an overload of professional wrestling right now. And it's good stuff. 
And I think AEW and NXT are the two best products out there in the business right now. And I'll even go as far as to say that NXT has a better product than Raw or SmackDown right now. My personal opinion, but I think there's a lot of you out there that probably feel the same way if you do comment or let me know about it. Let me talk about the Lana, Bobby Lashley, and Rusev angle. I have to admit, I'm not a fan of this. I'm not enjoying it. It's getting old, and it seems like this has been done before. This has been We've seen this type of love triangle angle. I don't know how many times professional wrestling. Why are we seeing it again? I don't think that Lana and Lashley and Rusev can put a, even, a, any better spin on it than the others that have tried to do this. I think at this point, in my opinion, Lana is extremely annoying. And let me back up when I say that, because there's going to be a lot of people out there that listen to this that love Lana, and you're going to bash me for what I just said. I like Lana. I like Lana's character. And in the past, she has really entertained me, especially when she was paired with Rusev. There's just something about her high-pitched, squeaky voice right now that is not entertaining to me. I do not like it. So I would love for... WWE to do something better with Lashley and Rusev. You've got two guys here that are extremely good professional wrestlers. They look great. Something else can be done with these two guys than to to put them into a love triangle with Lana. I think Lashley is awesome. And he was even more awesome when he had Leo Rush as his mouthpiece. Please put him back with Leo Rush or put him with somebody else that can be a great mouthpiece for him. Because as we know, Lashley's not the best talker in the world. Neither is Rusev, and that's where Lana really complimented him. Again, you may disagree with this. I'm just not a huge fan of this storyline because we have seen the love triangle over and over and over again, and these guys and this lady is not doing any better than anyone else. Please, let's get rid of it. Monday Night Raw coming up. Myself and Addison, a.k.a. Addy Go, will be at the arena for this show. We're going to be live and in person and raw. Look for us in the crowd. And they're going to have this divorce segment where they're going to be in the ring and Lana and Rusev is a, are officially going to get divorced. And I, I'm going to be honest with you. That may be the segment where Addison and I get up and go get some popcorn or maybe go browse the concession stand for other things. Or maybe we go look at the t-shirts. Something because I don't want to be sitting in my chair in the arena watching this boring, non entertaining segment. Now, again, I know there's going to be a lot of you out there that heavily disagree with me. You think this is the best thing going right now in professional wrestling, and that's fine. That's your opinion. This is my opinion. I don't like it. And I think there's way more interesting storylines we could put Lana, Rusev, and Bobby Lashley in. So in the latest SmackDown, Bray Wyatt was it's pretty much announced that Bray Wyatt will not be portraying the Fiend character at TLC in his match against The Miz. He is going to be coming out as simply Bray Wyatt. If you listened to the last podcast, you heard where I mentioned I thought we need to see a little bit more of Bray Wyatt, not just The Fiend. Let's see him uh, backstage doing some uh, vignettes or talking to some uh, other wrestlers or just you know mingling. Uh, we saw him attack The Miz. And I thought that was great. It was exactly what I wanted to see, exactly what I was talking about. We need to see a little bit of both characters. We need to see the Bray Wyatt we see in the Fun Firefly Funhouse, and we need to see the Fiend. And a little mixture of the two, I think that's what makes that character compelling, is that we see two different personalities there. So the 
Bray Wyatt character facing off against The Miz at TLC. But what, I, what I'm confused here is, is Bray Wyatt a heel or is Bray Wyatt a babyface? Because we started seeing him trend towards a babyface role uh, after his match or during his match with Seth Rollins. A lot of that could have been because of all the heat that the fans were unloading onto Seth Rollins and no other choice but for Bray Wyatt to be uh, a face in that particular situation. It looks to me like WWE wants to keep him as a heel, therefore pairing him up with The Miz for this particular storyline. But he's kind of walking a, a fine line there between being a heel and a babyface, sort of similar to what we saw Stone Cold do at one time. Uh, which do you prefer? Do you want to see a heel Bray Wyatt? Do you want to see a babyface Bray Wyatt? Let me hear from you. What would you prefer on that? Bray Wyatt defending that title against The Miz, as I mentioned, I think it's time. It is time that we see The Miz capture a major title again in WWE. I've said this before in past podcasts. If you've listened, The Miz needs another world title run. In this case, of course, would be the universal title. I think the man deserves it. He is a tremendous entertainer. He is awesome. No pun intended on that. He deserves it. I mean, tell me an argument. Give me a solid argument as to why he should not have a championship, a major championship run again. Because if there's one out there, I want to hear about it. Tell me what it is. Because I don't think you can give me one. I think The Miz, you know, if you're listening to this, The Miz deserves it. He is a quality entertainer. And he is good in the ring with his wrestling skills. So why not give the man another run at it? Everybody knows who The Miz is. All right, he's got credibility outside of the world of wrestling. Maybe not so much as a John Cena, but he has credibility. He would do well with the championship. Give him another chance. Let's see him get a good title run. And don't just put it on him for a few weeks or a couple months. Let's see a good, strong six-month, at least six-month run with the Universal title. Maybe even put it on him now and let him hang on to it until WrestleMania and build a tremendous storyline around him and this title and unload that and finish that off at WrestleMania. That's my opinion. What do you think? It seems to me the AEW storyline seemed to be getting a little bit weaker in the past few weeks. If you uh, listen to my what I said earlier in the Wednesday Night Wars, I said I was going to expand upon these AEW storylines. In my opinion, I think that AEW needs more cliffhangers. In the beginning, we were getting that. When we watched the AEW show, we got a cliffhanger. It's like, oh my God, I cannot wait to tune in and see what's going to happen next. This is awesome. And they've kind of gotten away from that a little bit. Uh, don't get me wrong, I, I'm very entertained by what I'm seeing at AEW. I think the in-ring stuff has been wonderful. I think that the storylines that they're doing have been good. I just want more cliffhangers. I want more suspense. I want more unexpected. And that's kind of what we were getting from AEW in the beginning. Also, what's going on with Kenny Omega? What's going on with the Young Bucks? Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks were the two biggest stars, in my opinion, coming into AEW outside of Cody Rhodes, outside of, of John Moxley. And, of course, Chris Jericho. But we have not seen Kenny Omega. I don't know what's going on in his character right now. And, and it's not the Kenny Omega that we would, we would see in New Japan. In New Japan, he was the star of the show. 
And when he was a free agent and we weren't sure if he was going to AEW, if he was going to, going to go to WWE, he was the, probably the biggest free agent out there at the time. And when AEW signed Kenny Omega, it was like, oh my God, you know, I cannot wait to see what's going to happen here. This is going to be tremendous. We're getting Kenny Omega at AEW. This is going to, they're going to take off. But we really just haven't seen a whole lot out of him. Same thing with the Young Bucks. There's a lot of people out there that have not heard of the Young Bucks. And this is their chance to find out what type of dynamic tag team they are. But again, we have not seen a whole lot of them. Have not seen them in any credible storylines. Now, one would argue that they have a lot of responsibilities behind the scenes. And it's not that they want to be in front of the camera as much in AEW. It's all about what they want to do behind the camera. That's fine. But I still think that there's a lot of things they can offer us in front of the camera. I think there's a lot of things that the fans are missing out on because we're not seeing them in these credible storylines that they need to be in. So Kenny Omega, Young Bucks, let's do more with them. Let's get them in some really good storylines, building up to some really good matches. Because, in, in my opinion, again, I keep saying in my opinion, it, all this is in my opinion, forgive me for saying that too much. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are the best, some of the best out there. And uh, we need to see more of them. All right, I got to talk about the latest thing that happened on SmackDown between Roman Reigns, King Corbin, and Dolph Ziggler. The dog food on Roman Reigns was an excellent touch. I really liked it. I thought it was fantastic. I think that it really put a lot of heat on Corbin and Ziggler. It was a great heel move. And it also gave more sympathy to Roman setting up a match that you really want to watch now. Here they are. They chained the man to to the freaking ring post. And they cover him in dog food. I mean, when has that ever been done? I mean, that was That was fantastic. And then, of course, playing off the fact that he's the big dog, we always hear uh, Michael Cole say, well, if you're the big dog, let's give you some dog food. And that's what they certainly did. And But again, you know, it's, it's all about storylines that make you want to watch to see if the good guy will prevail or if the bad guy will continue to dominate. And that's kind of what they've done here. I think they're telling a wonderful story, putting a lot of heat on Corbin, gaining a lot of sympathy for Reigns, setting up a great match at TLC. And to piggyback off of that, Baron Corbin has really come into his own. That character is immensely entertaining, and I'm really liking the progression that Baron Corbin has made. I'm I'm really proud of the guy. I mean, if you think back six months to a year ago, we're all dogging out Baron Corbin, how terrible he was at that GM role, how horrible how horrible he was on the mic. Never really took away from his in-ring skills. I always thought that was there. I've always felt like his athletic ability really shined when he got into the ring. Of course, his NFL background. It was just that, you know, in front of the camera presence with a mic in his hand, it was tremendously lacking. He's come a long way, and I'm going to continue to praise that because I was the guy that really hammered him, that really got down on him several months ago and could not stand him, especially when he was into the Applebee's manager portrayal. At least that's what he looked like when he came to the ring in that in that terrible, terrible ring attire. But Baron Corbin has really impressed me. I'm loving the fact that he has taken this King Corbin role to another level. He's owned it. He's done a great job at it. So Baron Corbin, Roman Reigns, 
kudos to WWE and the storytelling on that. I like where it's headed, and I'm really looking forward to watching that match at TLC. We are seeing the return of Sheamus. Man, I've missed that guy. I'm so glad he's back, and he's got his old look back. He got rid of that ridiculous mohawk. He's back to the Sheamus that we all knew and loved when he first debuted. I like it. He's in fantastic shape. The guy is just, he looks like he, he did when he first came out. And I'm, I'm anxious to see him return to the ring. And I like some of the vignettes we're seeing on SmackDown, anticipating his, his return into the ring. I just hope they put him in a meaningful storyline that we're all going to be interested in and that will showcase his abilities inside and outside of the ring and that will you know, make us want to watch. Sheamus is another one of those guys that the, the potential is unbelievable. He's obviously accomplished a lot so far in his career, uh, almost considered a veteran to a certain degree. He's been around for a while. So Sheamus... Glad you're back, buddy. Can't wait to see what happens with you. Sasha and Bailey. All right. So, listening to the podcast, you know our feelings on Sasha and Bailey, especially Bailey. Addison and I are huge Bailey fans. Loved her character. I'm in favor of the heel turn. I think it was the right move. But those ladies need way more heel heat if this is going to continue. If they're going to continue their role as a heel, they need a lot more heat than what they're getting right now. Now, that being said, I thought it was a great idea to change Sasha's music. I think it's wonderful. It's more heelish. Same thing with Bailey. And I thought the attack on Lacey at SmackDown was also pretty good. I wouldn't say it was great. Kind of saw it coming with... Lacey backing up the ramp, you, you kind of felt like here comes Bailey, the, the sucker puncher from behind. But again, a classic heel move. I just wish they would do something else with them to gain more heel heat. I don't think they've really fully solidified themselves as true heels. Now, if you listen to their promos, I think they're doing a good job of trying to get that heat from the crowd and some of the things they're saying and some of their mannerisms but they're not quite there yet. Just keep tweaking it. Let's do something outlandish. Do something totally unexpected from these ladies, whether it's from both of them or from one of them, to make us go, wow, that was that was just awful. That was, man, that was heelish. We need something like that. We need that impact statement, move, or action that will solidify them as that true, true heel in the ladies' division. I think the Lacey baby face turn is going well and also playing on the fact that she are emphasizing her marine background I think it's a wonderful idea. Clearly the girl can kick ass because she's she's got that training from the Marines, so why not why not emphasize that a little bit more? Why not showcase that a little bit more? Why not talk about that a little bit more? And they're doing that. I always felt like they needed to do that a little bit more when she was brought over to SmackDown or Raw from NXT, I didn't feel like they were doing that enough. So I'm really glad they're, they're emphasizing that and talking about her background. She can be a tremendous baby face in the ladies' division. And I think that it goes without saying that she's already a remarkable talent with a ton of potential and the sky's the limit with Lacey. So I'm liking this pairing between her, Sasha, and Bailey. Uh, let's see where this thing heads from here. NWA Power, you need to watch this. If you have not 
checked out NWA Power on YouTube, you are tremendously missing out. 6.05 Eastern Standard Time every Tuesday on their YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and Google, or not Google, search NWA Power. So many tremendous talent. I keep saying tremendous. I'm going to use a different word here. So many outstanding talents, such as Nick Aldis, James Storm, Eli Drake, uh, the ladies' division, Thunder Rosa, Camille. You got Trevor Murdoch. You remember Trevor, Trevor Murdoch from WWE days? Colt Cabana, Aaron Stevens, formerly Damian Sandow. The guy is has not missed a beat. He's still the most entertaining guy out there. And, of course, he entertained us uh, greatly with his Damian Sandow character in WWE, and especially when he was paired with The Miz. You have Melina. She's there. So many other great wrestling superstars. I love the studio wrestling atmosphere. I grew up on studio wrestling every Saturday night on TBS, 6.05 Eastern. I got a lot of memories there. I mean, you're talking the mid to late 80s. I can remember as a kid every Saturday night, Dad would grill some steaks, maybe throw some baked potatoes on the grill. I'd get my steak. I'd take it to my room. Yes, I ate in my room because I was a spoiled kid. I had a television. I was practically an only child. My sisters were much older than me. They had already moved out. I had a room all to myself. Television and my steak and my baked potato sitting in front of the television watching NWA, WCW wrestling every Saturday night. Great memories for me, as pathetic as that may sound. It was awesome for me. I loved it. And I, I really get that feel now with NWA Power. Watching it, I think they do a wonderful job in the production. And uh, I cannot say enough great things about it. If you have not watched it, again, you're missing out. They just had their season finale this past week. Uh, they're probably going to do more, obviously, as we get into uh, maybe next year. When, I'm not sure. I'll update you guys when I do know when the next episode will be airing. But uh, I want to say there's roughly nine episodes out there right now on their YouTube channel. So go check it out. Go subscribe to them. In conjunction with NWA Power, the last show, I'm going to do this a spoiler alert right now. So if you're watching or if you want to watch it and you don't want a spoiler, just uh, pause this or fast forward past this because you're getting ready to get one. The Rock and Roll Express won the NWA Tag Team titles for the ninth time, marking 34 years after their first run as Tag Team Champions, which was back in 1985. I remember it vividly. It seems like yesterday. So it's just so surreal that we're seeing the Rock and Roll Express winning the NWA Tag Team titles 34 years later. I mean, who would have thought it? I mean, back 34 years ago, if you would have, if you would be sitting there telling me that I would be watching the Rock and Roll Express win the Tag Team titles for the ninth time in the year 2019 on a streaming device or streaming service on a mobile device, I would have thought you were absolutely crazy but I would also think that was absolutely cool how futuristic that would be. So just think about that. Think about how time has changed so much within the last 34 years, but yet it kind of hadn't either, right? I mean, we're seeing the Rock and Roll Express down there doing their thing and winning championships. And man, it was just a fantastic moment. It was a great moment. The, the fans went absolutely crazy when they won. And I'm so happy for the Rock and Roll Express. They were my absolute favorite tag team in the world back when I was a kid. 
Me and a good friend of mine would dress up like the Rock and Roll Express, uh, have matches, uh, had posters of them on my wall. Uh, we were huge fans. And uh, just to see them thrive the way they have and continue to be uh, these these big superstars in the world of professional wrestling is just wonderful. So congratulations to the Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson. You deserve it, guys. You are the best. Speaking of NWA, NWA has a pay-per-view coming out into the fire on Fight TV on December the 14th. You don't want to miss this spectacular show. Already a lot of great matches lined up. The Rock and Roll Express, Express will be defending those tag team titles I mentioned earlier. So check that out. NWA's pay-per-view into the fire will be airing live on Fight TV on December the 14th. 6.05, if I'm not mistaken, will be the start time on that. You don't want to miss this show. What I would recommend you do, you still have some time here. We have, what, a roughly a week. Go watch all the episodes of NWA Power on YouTube that builds you up to that pay-per-view that's getting ready to take place again on December the 14th. You don't want to miss it. Check it out. Okay, I think that is everything out of my cranium this week. Stay tuned this coming week. Addison and myself will be back for another prediction show, our final prediction show of the year. This will crown the pay-per-view prediction champion between Addison and myself. Be sure you check that out. That episode should drop probably Thursday, so be on the lookout for that. Again, get alerts on when new episodes drop by going subscribing to us on all those major platforms I mentioned to you earlier. Google. Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube. There's no excuse to miss Chair Shots to the Cranium. Go subscribe. Get those alerts. You'll know when a new episode drops. It's greatly appreciated. And also be on the lookout for the Watch Along episode. I published it on social media this past week. The first ever Watch Along episode with Addison and myself will be the Iron Sheik against Hulk Hogan. That is the match that turned me into a professional wrestling fan. So you don't want to miss our first ever watch along episode. Addison's never seen this match. She's going to see it for the first time ever as we're recording that episode. It's going to be outstanding. It's going to be really cool to see her reaction. So don't miss it. Be on the lookout for that as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for taking the time to hit that play button. No matter where you are, no matter what you are doing, as you know, it is always greatly appreciated that you took the time to listen to us. We cannot thank you enough. We thank you from the bottom of our heart. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Tune in for our next episode. And as always, thank you for taking another cheer shot to the cranium.